and a storm come through, a nice and say amen. Is anybody, was anybody in the middle of that like I was? Anybody in the middle of that? Yes, man. Matter of fact, Cody and Lori uh, had just got through talking to me, and uh, we just talked up a storm, y'all. I mean, it was terrible. Uh, that's a little dry, ain't it, Cody? I was just, uh, we had the preacher, and we was in the, the bookstore, and uh, man, it, everybody said, did you see it? Did you see it? No, I ain't seen nothing. It wasn't raining one second. It was black as night the next second, and then it was sunshining again the third second, and then everything was horrendous. But uh, thank God we made it through. Couldn't buy my book. They wouldn't sell me my book because the lights went out, but at least we got through. Amen. I'm glad. Did anybody get hurt? I didn't hear anything. I don't think anybody got hurt. Hey, that's a blessing right there. Come right through the middle of town with all that traffic, and God kept everybody safe, and I thank God for that. Amen. Uh, we are we are going today, just a couple reminders, a couple reminders. Everybody look around. Everybody look around at everybody. Everybody look around at everybody. And, uh, and, and, and see if you see somebody who's not here. If you can think of somebody who's not here, make sure and call them and tell them tonight we won't be here neither. Amen. Uh, we're, we're taking tonight off. We was in revival all week long. Uh, we did this last year, and it was an encouragement. It was a blessing that we could take a rest that Sunday night, so make sure we will not have service tonight. Say that with me. We All right. Uh, so if you show up, uh, if you show up, uh, we'll be where some of y'all was this week. Say amen. At home. Amen. Now, uh, uh, so if look around again, look around again, look around again. Make sure if you see somebody that's not here, let's call and remind them because I don't want nobody getting mad at me. Uh, for showing up, uh, uh, that's just when you want to say, you should have been here this morning, you'd have heard, amen, but you can't do that, uh, but let's do that as a reminder, I guess we can do that, can't we, we can't, no, uh, no we can't, no we can't, it, help me now, all right, if you see anybody, I'm getting carnal, I'm tired, that's what it is, I'm war slam out, amen, uh, if you see somebody who's not here, call them and remind them, let them know, uh, we're taking tonight off, and uh, will there be no services tonight, don't forget about that, second thing, Second thing, if you are a church member, a church member, and your last name starts with, then you will be meeting with us right after the service in the fellowship hall uh, for dinner today. Right after the services, we're going to eat. If your last name, if your church member, your last name is, uh-uh, that was D. Okay. It's too tiring to do the trick thing. Amen? All right. Now, if you're a church member, you're a church member, and your last name starts with? Stay with us. You can go right through this right through this doorway and or through the outside doors come in. And matter of fact, I think they want you to go through these doors right here because they've got a table set up for you. You say, Preacher, what are you doing? We're doing everything we can to create and enhance and encourage fellowship. Say that with me. Say it again. Fellowship. We are going to be preaching on it this morning, uh, probably next Sunday and, and the next Sunday. Uh, we have got to do everything we can as a church body to create the atmosphere that will bring fellowship in this place. If you are in this section over here, if you are in this section over here, is there anybody in that section over there you don't know? If there's somebody in that section over there you don't know, raise your hand. Uh-huh. We need some fellowship. All right, if you are in this section over here, if you are in this section over here, and there's somebody in this section right here that you don't know, raise your hand. All right. Now, if they're in this section right here, 
if you're in this section, biggest section, largest section, I'm telling you, Brother Privilege, you've been praying for your section. Amen. All right. All right. Now, if there's somebody in this section you don't know, raise your hand. Anybody? See there? How about y'all? Is there anybody y'all don't know in the whole building? There we go. Now, do you know what will create a better atmosphere? Do everything we can to create fellowship. So that's what we're doing. It's easy in a small church. It's easy to do that in a smaller assembly. It's easy to do that in a smaller congregation. But as we grow larger, uh, we've got to make more of an effort to make that happen. So what we are doing, we are breaking things down in smaller groups, and we're going to be doing some things, some fun things today uh, to help do that and, and help people to get to know one another because everybody needs somebody. We all do. Amen? Let's stand to our feet real quickly. 1 John chapter number 1, and I'm going to preach short today. I am. (laughs) All right. Amen. Hallelujah. See what kind of respect I get, Aaron. It's pitiful. It's just awful. Amen. 1 John (laughs) chapter number 1. Just for that, I'm going long. Amen. All right, if you're not, not the gospel of John, but 1 John. It's over there to the end, all the way. The first epistle of John, chapter number 1. Uh, the, you know, the gospel of John brings us through the threshold of the Father's house. It tells us how to become one of God's children. It tells us how to get into the family of God. And, and the gospel of John brings us through the threshold of the Father's house But then the first epistle of John makes us at home there. It's about family. You hear terminology, my beloved and little children. It's talking about the family of God. We used to sing a song when I was growing up. I'm so glad I'm a part of the family of God. You will notice we say brother and sister around here. I need a witness. Listen, I am glad that I didn't just get saved and make a trip ready to go to heaven. I'm glad that I escaped hell, but I'm glad that God gave me a family to be a part of on my way there. Say amen. Now, this is what we're talking about here and what's involved here. Uh, 1 John chapter 1 and verse number 1. When you get there, say amen. That which was from the beginning which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled of the... Now that, that word, word, is capitalized. The W is capitalized, which is talking about the word. John chapter 1, the gospel of John chapter 1, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Later on it said, and the, and, and, amen, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory. It's talking about the Lord Jesus Christ. He said we, he was here. It was not a figment of our imagination. The letter he is writing here is to people who had not seen him, had not heard him, kind of like we are. I've never seen him with my eyes. I've never heard him with my ears. Are y'all with me? I've never touched him with my hands, but I know he's real. Amen. And that's who he's addressing. That's the folks he's talking to. Now, John had... He had heard him with his ears. He had touched him with his hands. He had seen him with his own eyeballs. And he said, I'm witnessing to you this fact. Verse 2, for the life was manifested and we have seen it. And bear witness and show unto you that eternal life which was with the Father and was manifested. 
The word manifested was uncovered, revealed, shown unto us. That which we have and declare we unto you. Now why? That ye also may have with us and truly our fellowship. And he's talking about our, the, the disciples there. He's talking, about, he's talking about the Christians, the believers, the group of believers. And truly our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. I love this verse. And these things write we unto you that your that your that your joy may be full. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for your word. Help me to preach short in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now I've got the Lord's help in the matter. Say amen. Look here. Look here. Uh, in, 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 in 1978, Jim Jones led a cult group to mass suicide. How many of y'all remember that? Jim Jones, and they make uh, uh, talk about don't drink the Kool-Aid. He, they put cyanide in the Kool-Aid. Many people think that he went through and murdered many of those and forced them to do uh, what they did, and some did it on their own. But they went to a, a, a jungle in Guyana named it Jonestown, 913 of which 276 were children. Now, you say, why are you talking about that? A man by the name of Mel White, a Christian writer and filmmaker, he set out to investigate the causes of this tragic mass suicide. And he published his findings in a book and film that he entitled uh, Deceit. Deceit. Now, this is what he found. In talking to both defectors and survivors, he discovered to his surprise that Jones's victims were from our churches. From our churches. But they did not find love there. A defector, after seven years, said this. This is what he said. Uh, uh, I was so turned off in every church I went to because it seemed that nobody cared. Another said this. I went to church until I was 18 years old and nobody ever befriended me. It was this discovery which led Mel White to list out eight resolutions in his last chapter entitled, It Must Not Happen Again. And the first of this is this. He said this. I will do my best to help make my church a more loving community to our members and the strangers in our midst. Preacher, what are you saying? There is a major problem. There is a major problem in the church today. I'm not saying Temple Baptist Church. I'm not saying Bethel Baptist Church. I'm not saying uh, Bethesda Baptist Church. I'm not saying uh, Tabernacle Baptist. I'm talking about the church, the born-of-again body of Christ, uh, when people can come into the house of God and not feel the love of God. The Bible says, Beloved, let us love one another. For love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God. He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. God is love. God loves everybody. Aren't you glad of that? He, the, listen, we sang all week, God loves me when I'm up and He loves me when I'm down. He loves me when I'm good and He loves me when I'm bad. There's no time in my life that God's love has ever failed me. But the problem is, is we don't always share that and create an atmosphere so that will happen. Now, we don't always do it on purpose. Sometimes it's accidental. Sometimes we get caught up. Sometimes 
It's, it's not that we don't want to. It's not that we don't desire to. We, we try our best. Sometimes, sometimes people come in and they leave. Listen, they'll rush in late and then they'll leave early and then they'll feel like, well, nobody cares. You've got to give us a chance. If a man wants friends, he must show himself friendly. Say amen. I was reading this. I was reading. And I, I want to get into a lot of things, but I can't because God's going to help me be short today. And uh, 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 some of the things that we need to incorporate in our church as far as fellowship go, I want to take a few Sundays and preach on this, but it is critical that we experience fellowship. Fellowship. I was thinking about this all week, and, and, and I, I was thinking about food. Because there's something that connects... Uh, uh, <laughs> Food and fellowship. Automatically, when you think fellowship, you automatically think food. Am I witness here? And I found out this. Maybe it's food that's creating fellowship. But it's not. I like to eat as good as anybody. But do you know what? What if everybody? When You know how we'll all pile up together and go to Lupe's or go to Denny's or go somewhere? You know, we've got to go somewhere. And, and say we all do that. What if everybody went in that bit? Say we, say we went to Denny's. We all went into Denny's, and we sat down, did not say one word to each other, not one single word. We ate, we ate our, uh, uh, what's that, Wonder Bird, uh, Super Bird, Wonder, Wonder Sandwich, whatever that is, that Super Bird Sandwich. We ate our Super Bird, and we ate our fries, never said one word, and then we got up and left. How many times do you think we'd keep doing that? Not many. You know why? It's not about the food. It's about the jawing that goes on across the table while you're eating that food. That's why some of you, you get your food cold all the time. Not me. I'll talk before, I'll talk after, but I will not talk during. Son, when food is there, it's business time. I need a witness. Yes, sir, it's time to take care of business. But I found out this. You think about this. It's all about the, the, the camaraderie. It's all about the communication. It's all about the fun that you get over that. It's not the food. It's what you are getting around that. And God is saying everybody needs fellowship. What if we could just center around a treadmill? Wouldn't that be wonderful? We'd all be a whole lot skinnier. I need a witness. Now what's the deal? Preacher, what are you getting at? There are so many people that's living lonely lives. Man, this is the most busy country in the world that people are around each other all the time, yet this is the loneliest place on the planet. You know why? Because we are not taking advantage of fellowship. Well, I'm not a people person. Well, you need to get to be a people person. I wasn't a people person either. But listen, we have to be people people. We have to learn to fellowship. Well, I'm just an outsider. I'm this or I'm that. I don't want to die a lonely person. I had somebody ask me one time. Had somebody ask me one time, Preacher, you want to go dove shooting? I said, Sure. I ain't never done that before. I'll go. It sounded like fun. Everybody's getting excited about going. Everybody's doing there. And we was all we gathered and piled around there. And uh, and, and they started passing out uh, uh, the shells and everything. And, and they said, Okay, Preacher, you go way out in the middle of that field and you sit down. I said, By myself? All by myself? I said, Who am I going to talk to? They said, don't talk to nobody. You shoot birds. I said, nah, I'm not for this. Amen. That didn't do nothing for me. That's boring to me. I got to have somebody to talk to. Amen. If I broke my jaw like Brother Joshua did, they'd have to put me to sleep for three weeks till they cut them out because I'd go crazy. 
I guarantee you there'd be a whole other new dialect. My mouth would be wired shut, but I'd say something. Say amen. Talking, fellowship, encouragement, being around one another. Say, oh, I don't need all that. I, I'm saved. And, and you know, I, these, these people, these people that stay at home and say, well, I get what I need off the, the preacher on the TV. Well, what are you going to do when you're in a bad way? Are you going to get up and hug that TV? Go ahead. I mean, just put a lock on it. Just put, I mean, wrap your arms around that TV and feel how much love you got coming back to you. Sometimes you just need a personal touch. Brother Dole, we're praying for you, pal. I know that situation's a bad deal, but man, we're here. We are here, and if there's anything we can do, are y'all seeing what I'm doing? Sometimes we need a personal touch. Sometimes men need to be able to shake men's hands. Ladies, listen, are y'all with me? You can't get that off the TV. I don't care how big your TV screen is. Ain't nobody going to come out that thing and give you the right hand of Christian fellowship. We need the house of God. There's fellowship. Oh, I, I, don't, I don't need that. I don't need that. Man, I was reading this. I was reading this. In Romania, in Romania, in many Eastern European countries, there are so many orphans. Now, this is the saddest thing I've ever read. There are so many orphans being put in institutions that there isn't enough food or medical supplies or staff members to take care of them. The babies, often past toddler age, are still kept in diapers and placed in cribs because there's no other way to take care of them. Now watch this. They are lifted out to be fed, and they infrequently have their diapers changed. There is no real physical contact with other humans, no cuddling, no holding, hardly touched. They end up in a semi-catonic state, or schizophrenia, and often die not from lack of food, not from lack of medicine. Are y'all with me? Not from a lack of shelter, but a lack. They often die because of a lack of human contact. This condition is called failure to thrive syndrome. They, uh, Chelps walked by me with a little Carter a while ago. It, it's something about little babies. You just gotta nibble on their fingers. Say amen. Come by him and he grabbed my little finger and I, you got a cool name, boy. Don't ever, you got a cool name. Amen. And everybody, there's that human contact. He's got a great opportunity to grow up normal. But these little babies are laying in these cribs having no human contact whatsoever and it drives them crazy. Preacher, what are you saying? You cannot be a Lone Ranger Christian and be a healthy one. Are y'all with me? Preacher, what do you say? If that's out of your comfort zone, you need to work on that and do everything you can to fellowship with the brethren. He said, not forsaking the assembling of yourselves together. And we always use that for church, but that's not just church, Brother Meherg. It means the gathering and fellowship. Why? Because this world is not going to get any better. It's just going to get worse and worse and worse. And I need somebody when I'm down to lift me up. And they're going to get down one day and I need to lift them up. We need each other. Fellowship. Fellowship. Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2. It's, this is, man, this is, it's, it is displayed so so, uh, brother, brother Privet, that was a great CD you gave me uh, on on the community of the church and how this was all brought together. Acts chapter two, the Bible says, when they were gladly received the word, in other words, they got saved. The same day, the Bible says they were baptized, and the same day they were added unto them about three thousand souls. Now, watch what happened when they got saved and baptized and got involved in the church. This is what they did. They continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and 
and fellowship and dinner on the ground. Say amen. Breaking of bread and in prayers. Now watch this. And fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done by the apostles. Now watch this, verse 44. And all that believed were together and had all things common. Common. Let me give you three things. Three quick things. They had all things common. That's what fellowship is. To have in common. I've heard all kinds of definitions of fellowship. Two fellows in the same ship, rowing the same direction. Yeah, that's corny. But, it, you know, there's, there's a lot of truth to that. But basically, fellowship is this. Fellowship is this. Automatically, we think of food, don't we? We think of fellowship. But it's to have in common. We go to a coon club. Various gentlemen in this room uh, go to a coon club, or five of us. Uh, and, and young lady also, Amen. And we, we go to a coon club. Y'all laugh if you want. She beats all of us. Say amen. It's an awful thing. It's terrible. Amen. I'm bitter about it right now to this day. We go to that coon club, and, and, and basically this. We go in there and sit around and listen to old men tell lies about dogs. Say amen. That's basically what, am I right about that, Brother Mark? They'll lie, good as you've ever seen. Ain't ne- there's never been as many lies as there's ever been told in that coon club. They'll eat hot dogs tell lies. That's all there is to it. They see who can tell the biggest lie and try to convince that one that they're telling the truth, even they know they, that, that, that's a lie. Amen. But you know what draws them together? The coon dog. Everyone that loves coon dog or they just love lying, one or the other. But there's a commonality. We talk about coon hunt. Boy, I remember an old runner. Boy, I tell you, he is going across that thing. Man, I tell you, ain't nothing to treat coon like old Jim. Boy, they sitting there. And never got a commonality. One's got a story about this, and one's got a story about that. And you know what? They'll all come together. It don't matter. It don't matter. They could have worked all day long out in the hot sun throwing watermelons in. But they're going to come. You know why? Because that commonality draws them together. It doesn't matter where you are. There's things where people come together. For, there's people come together for different other hobbies, racing cars. Are y'all with me? I need a witness right there. I mean, God has blessed the NASCAR circuit because he sent Junior to drive for Mountain Dew. Say amen. Now I can wear the apparel. Amen. Now look, what is that? That's just a commonality. Now watch, watch what the Bible says. What do, you, what, what do we fellowship around? Look what the Bible says in verse number 3. 1 John chapter number 3. When you get there, say amen. That which we have seen and heard declare we unto you, that ye also may have with us. Now watch what he says. And truly our is with the, and with his, Jesus Christ. He says we have something in common. The Bible, we, we, we know the fellowship means to have in common. It's taken from the word koinonia. It's the Greek word for our English word fellowship. It means partnership or communion. As sinners, we have nothing in common with the holy God. Are y'all with me right there? But God in His grace sent His Son to have something in common with man. Christ took on Himself a human body and became a man. We know this Philippians chapter 2 verse 7. Then he went to the cross, took the sins of the world, because he paid our sin debt, the way is open to coming to God's family. Let me give you three things that we have in common, and, and, and then we're going to fellowship, all right? Number one, we have the Christ in common. We have the Christ in common. 
He became flesh and dwelled among us so we could have something to relate to. Do you realize fellowship is not as much about the ribs as it is relationships? It's not a much about, listen, the food that we are eating as much as it is the relationships that we are building. We get to know one another. I, I, I seen, I remember, I remember uh, 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 Brother Buchanan and Miss Haiti. Y'all remember when we went to the Mexican restaurant the very first time y'all started coming? We invited y'all out, and uh, I'm going to tell on it. Where's Buchanan? Is he here? Okay, I'm going to tell on Brother Buchanan. We were sitting there and eating. I said, look here, let's, we're going to go out to eat. And first time we ever known, they were shy and nervous and everything. And, and we went, and they shared, they shared a taco. Am I right? Was it a taco? Or it was close? Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. And then he found out I was paying and regretted not getting something else. Say amen. <laughs> I said, look here, look here. I invited y'all. I'm paying for this meal. Get anything you want. Oh, no, this is all we want. This is all we want. I thought, man, a, a blue jay can't survive on this. Say amen. And we sat there. They didn't hardly know us. They didn't. Have, you know, I know they were shy and all that because now we go out to eat and they don't share no tacos. Say amen. <laughs> I'm sorry, Miss Katie. I, I beg your forgiveness. She's pregnant, man. She could do anything. Help us now. Now what happens? We go out and have a big time. What we have developed a relationship through fellowship. It didn't come in this building. It didn't come during the preaching. It didn't come during the praying. It came through getting together and fellowshipping. It came getting together and talking about this need and that need and this burden and that problem. And, and listen, we share this stuff. It may be over food, but I'm telling you, it's not about the food. It's about the relationships that are developed. We are great friends together. We are great friends now. And I'm telling you, it came through fellowship. Say, well, preacher, what, what, what created that fellowship? What gave you the opportunity to do that? Because we had something in common, and that is the Lord Jesus Christ. He said, listen, I saw him, I heard him, I touched him, I'm telling you all about him, because we have fellowship with him, and we want you to have fellowship with us. Now, how can we get together? Because we have the Christ in common. What, what about him do we have? Our salvation is common. Aren't you glad? There is nobody in this building, there is nobody in this building that can say, I got to heaven different than you did. Everybody came the same way. I don't care if you have $10,000 in your pocket or if you have 10 cents in your pocket. You're going to get saved the same way. If you are a long sinner, if you are a short sinner, if you are barely even, listen, to the place, to the point of accountability, it doesn't matter. you got to get saved the same way. And if you make it to heaven, you got it in common. We got there the same way. Somebody say amen. Listen, we have not only His salvation in common, but then B, we have His Spirit in common. His Spirit in common. 1 John chapter 4, it says, Hereby know we that we dwell in Him, and He in us. How do we know that? Because He hath given us of His Spirit. Brother Donnie, you ever been around somebody? They didn't, they didn't have a badge on their, on their chest. They didn't have a badge on their chest that said, said Malcolm Carter, born-again Christian. 
They didn't, they didn't have a sign following them. He's a Christian. He's a Christian. They didn't tell you, hey, I belong to such and such church. I go to such and such place. I'm such and such. They didn't have none of that. But you talked to them five minutes. There's something about them. There's something about them. You know why? Because there's something in you that's the same that's in them. It's, mm, it's kind of like them magnets. They, 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 uh, uh, there was an old preacher used to preach, and he had some sticks that had magnets in them that nobody knew about. And he'd throw them sticks on that. And church I grew up in, old-timey church, they had one of them communion tables out front. How many of y'all know what I'm talking about? They'd be out there, right out there front, which is a cool thing. But uh, I'd fall and break my neck. We have one right here. Amen? But we, it was right there. And, man, he'd be preaching. He th- he's preaching on the rapture. He threw them sticks laid out on that table. And he had a stick in his hand that had, had a magnet in it. And all them little ones had a magnet in it. Now, there was four or five. There was four or five of those sticks that didn't have no magnets in them. They was just plain sticks. But then the other ones, the other ones had magnets in them. Now, what he'd do, he was preaching on the rapture. He said, one day Jesus is coming back. Hallelujah. And he'd get in that, man, that stride. God touched him, and he is preaching full of the Holy Ghost. Hey, listen, he'd say, Jesus is coming. The Bible says a trump shall sound, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. And we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together. He said, the saved are going to leave, and the lost are going to stay. Those that know the Lord are going to be taken in. And he came by that thing and, 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 and waved that stick with that magnet over them sticks, and, and there was about four or five of them. Shoo, 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 shoo. They all shot up and stuck that stick and left four or five of them down there. I mean, you're talking about a visual illustration. And now the point of this is, the point of this is, what are you, what are you getting at? And then he would say, what made the difference in them sticks is that the same, hallelujah, there was something in the big stick that was the same in the little sticks. It wasn't the outward wood because they was all wood, but there was something in them that was the same that was in the one on the top. What are you saying? When I got saved, God put the Holy Ghost in my heart. He put the Spirit of God in my soul. And every Christian that's ever been saved, they've got the same Spirit. And there's something magnetizing about the Holy Spirit of God. It will draw other people that has the same Spirit in them. It will pull them together. I need a witness. That's why you can get a crowd in some way or another. They're going to find each other. You know why? That mag, oh, hallelujah. That, 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 listen, that, that, that pull just pulls them together. We have that in common. Number two, real quick, got to hurry. Number one, what do we have in common? We have the, we have the Christ in common. Number two, we have the church in common. God has provided for us to have fellowship. He designed the church. He designed it. He's the architect of the church. Now, you know why he did that? Because he knew we'd be living in a crooked world. It's a rough world. How many of y'all know what I'm talking about? Everywhere you go, it's difficult. Everywhere you go, it's problems. Everywhere. It don't matter where you go, it's problems. I mean, we got to solve this problem here and solve that problem there. Uh, the, the, the wisdom's bust. The wisdom's bust. Tore up. Tore up ain't working. I mean... 
Thanks for the trailer, Brother Ronnie. By the way, amen. We went and stole Brother Ronnie's trailer. Didn't even tell him. We just went and took it straight out the yard. Amen. Thank God he has mercy on the preacher. Amen. But you know what? That's just another problem. They were tore up. Miss, Miss Susan with it. She was squalling. She, we, they've never, ever been broke down out of town. They, the bus has been broke down before, but it was always in there. Never been broke down. I said, look, ain't no big thing. Ain't no big. It's all right. We're going to work this thing. We will get through this. But how many of y'all know life is full of that kind of stuff? I mean, it's all the time, everywhere. The Bible says because, of, because iniquity abounds, the love of many shall wax cold. You know what? God knew that. God knew we'd face problems. God knew we'd face difficulty. God knew we'd face all kind of stuff. So he said, you know what? Y'all going to need some help. So he developed and designed the church so that you could make it till he come. Listen, the, the phone call, Brother Privet Saturday, that situation, stuff like that's going to happen. You know what? We need to be there for each other to hold each other up. How many times have I been to the hospital? I've been to the hospital. I remember, I remember when Miss Carol's, when Miss Carol's daughter was in that traffic accident. I remember when Brother Bobby had his heart attack. Early that morning. Mark, you remember that? We was all in that hospital room and it was probably 10, 15. People just kept coming in. Kept coming in. Holding on to each other. Encouraging one another. What is that? That's the fellowship that God instituted to help us stay sane in this insane world. God gave us the church. Now write these two things down real quickly. And then we'll go to three. The church is there, A, write this down, to develop relationships. You are here today not just to hear about how to get to heaven. You're here today not just to, to learn how to be more like Christ. You're here, God gave you the church. When I say the church, I'm not talking about this platform. I'm not talking about this pulpit or them chairs y'all are sitting in. I'm talking about them people you're sitting beside. Everybody look to the left. I about to say, Miss Jeanette, that's that way. Amen. Amen. And we got flowers for you, by the way. Don't let me forget that. We, we got flowers just for you because she needs them. Amen. Amen. All right. All right, now look to your right. Chain the other right. Amen. I saw you, buddy. That's when you say, oh, I hope nobody saw me. Amen. I'm going to tell on you. Amen. Now, see all them people around you? See all them people around you? God gave them to you. Isn't that cool? God gave them to you. I was, uh, I was listening. I don't mean to get this, but this is too good to not. I was listening to radio the other day, and I think it was Chuck Colson. I think it was Chuck Colson that was telling this story. I was, I was listening to him preaching. And he said one of, the, one of the, the, the pastors of one of the huge churches in Washington, D.C. I don't remember the, the church, but he was, flying, he was flying into Washington. It was real foggy. It was real rainy, stormy, and all that kind of stuff. And he was trying to see if he could see the church from the air. And he was looking out the window. They were flying in and 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 into Washington D.C. there, and 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 he was looking and looking and looking. He's trying to find a church. Then he saw a tower. He saw a tower with lights flashing, and he knew which tower that was. He said, "Well, well Jim and 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 Susie and so." He named three or four of the church families that work in that particular building. 
Then he, he seen something else. It was another uh, landmark there in Washington uh, that, that he could see, couldn't see the church building. But then he said, oh, so-and-so works over there and so-and-so. And then he began, all over the city, in his mind, he began to say, well, they work there. And then it dawned on him, that is the church. That is the church. We are in our community. Wherever you go tomorrow, the church is spread abroad in our community to bring the gospel of Christ, to bring encouragement to one another. It's not this building. It's you. Say amen. And God has given this this institution, this organization, this organism, the body of Christ, the church, He's giving it to you not so you could just come and sit down and hear somebody sweat and holler and shout. It's so you can develop relationship. Some of the best friends I got in this world came through this building. And I don't mean, I don't mean, I'm talking about they came, when they came here, I met them and developed relationships and developed friendships that I never would have had if it hadn't been for the church. I've got friends that I'm closer to than my own blood family. You know why? Because God set it up that way. Because he knew one day, one day, one of them friends was going to need me. And then one day, I was going to need that friend. She don't even know it. The day she called me, or I called her about that tractor, I was, I was man, I was feeling depressed about something. I don't even remember what it was now. But I was down, and, and I called her. I said, well, you going to need that tractor back? Oh, no. I've been at the trailer place. I, I, and I know I done said this before, but I'm going to say it again. I said, where would you find a trailer? No, but I found somebody needed Jesus. I said, rock on. Amen. That's great. And she started bubbling over and telling me, telling me, telling me, telling me what God was doing. You know what? That lifted me up. Now, you know how we became friends? Through Now, if you just come to church and you want them drag race Christians, you drag in here and then you race out. I can tell those, when you go to backing in your parking spot, you know that's not a good sign. (laughs) Hope nobody gets close to me, man. When I get to the restaurant... And you're picking your teeth with a toothpick. I know you left way too early. Say amen. (laughs) People that just, they they won't take advantage of what God has set up. Whether it's fear. Sometimes it is. Sometimes it's fear about meeting new people. I'm that way. I know y'all don't think that. Y'all think I'm lying, but I'm that way. But sometimes I have to overcome that. And if I hadn't, man, I'd have missed out on some great friendships. Preacher, what are you saying? Sometimes you've got to step out of your comfort zone and be willing to come to fellowship so that you can make some of the greatest friends you'll ever have in this world. Last of all, say this, and, and develop relationships and then deepen relationships. Deepen relationships. But then, number three, what was number one? We have the, the Christ in common. Then number two, we have the, the church in common. And number three, we have the call in common. You know, there's nothing that will rally people like a cause. How many of y'all, how many of y'all was ready to sign up? How many of y'all was ready to sign up when y'all see them planes hit that tower and then you found out what done it? When you found out who it was that caused that to happen, 
I'm telling you, Brother Donnie, I was ready to sign up. Let me push a button. Come on now, give me a gun. That bothered me. When I saw them, them soldiers being dragged through the streets in Somalia. Now, buddy, now I'm telling you, I was, whoo, how about the Alamo? How about Pearl Harbor? What was the one, the Bismarck? Am I going too far for some people? I know I done see some grayer heads in here now. Come on. Was it remember the Bismarck? Wasn't that one of them? What were they doing? They were trying to rally people around a cause. Cause. Somebody's house burns down. People just, what is that? It's a cause. David, when he came and heard Goliath cussing up a storm, raising Cain, he said, but we need to do something about this here. His brothers came and criticized him, and, and he said, is there not a cause? Don't we have something to gather around? The cause of Christ, the cause of seeing sinners saved, it'll bring us together. We have that in common. Listen, sometimes, sometimes, and I'll say this and we're done. Sometimes we have to win them to ourselves before we can win them to Christ. Sometimes, you ever heard the phrase? I remember when I was in Bible college. They don't care how much you, till they know how much you. And sometimes, we might need to just, now this is going to sound, this is going to sound irreverent, I don't mean it to. I don't mean it to, but if you'll know where I'm coming from and understand what I'm talking about. Sometimes we may have to set the Bible down and pick up a piece of pie. I've seen so many people turned off because somebody tried to beat them over the head with a Bible. You realize salvation is a real personal thing? And you run up to somebody, Mr. Bates, you run up to somebody, if you were to die right now, you sure you'd go to heaven or you go to hell? That's like saying, man, how's your appendix? They doing all right today? But if you said, man, won't you come? We're going to have some, we're going to have some cake and ice cream and some coffee. Won't you, you and your family come on and be with us? Man, we're going to have a good time. And they see you. They see you enjoying each other. Sober. And the strongest thing you drunk was Mountain Dew. And they're going to say, and see, that's the thing that got my dad. Because when he went to church, he was headed to a bar. And they were having at the church what he was wanting at the bar. You know what he was going to the bar to find? How's the song go? You know that real spiritual one? You know that real spiritual one? What's the one about everybody knows your name? You know. Come on, y'all know the cheers thing. How's it, how's it begin? Sometimes you want to go. We know Will watched it. Say amen. Sometimes you want to go where everybody, and then everybody's glad. Now, how many churches can you go in and hear that? Say amen. 
Now, before y'all crucify me in the choir, I'm trying to get on your level. Amen. See, that's the only time they've made any comment whatsoever because they finally understood what I was saying. It's a shame the local bar is offering what Jesus said we're supposed to offer. It's not about the alcohol. It's about the fellowship. And the bad part is, here we have it, the real thing. And they're offering it and they're just deceiving people. Preacher, what are you saying? We need to do a better job. And that's what we're doing. That's what we're trying to do. That's why we started the in-care ministry. So we could create time and atmosphere for fellowship. So our members can get to know each other better. So we can get to know who each other is. And do what we can to develop relationships. Say that with me. Two. Say it again. To develop relationships. Preacher, is that what you're really at today? That sure is. I want all those from A, B, C, and D. And trust me, nobody's going to get left out. We're getting everybody. We just had to break it down in smaller groups because our church is so big. We're going to do this next week. We're going to have the next group, then the next week, the next group, the next week, the next group. But we're going to do everything. You going to make mistakes? Absolutely. There's nobody that doesn't make mistakes. We're going to make mistakes. It's trial and error. Then why haven't we done this before? Well... We're doing it now. That's what matters. And we're trying our best. We're going to make mistakes. We'll fix them. We'll learn from this one. We'll change it and do it different now. But we're going to do everything we can to encourage, inspire every Christian in this room to develop relationships. Say that with me. Two. Now, we're going to do our part. Now, we need you to do yours. Church, say amen. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for your mercy and your grace. God, thank you for your love. God, thank you for sharing with us the 